Hey there, Odie Tuggers. This is Kevin McGinley, your K-Scope 21 conference chair. Welcome to K-Scope Uncovered, the podcast that goes inside the planning of K-Scope to you know, look at all the different things that we have to do as a conference committee to plan the greatest conference on earth. Um, just kicking off here, give you kind of a, a sense for where we are. This is uh, early November in the uh, planning cycle here. We are very much preparing for uh, the close of abstracts on November 17th. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit uh, here in a bit with my guests. Um, but just to kind of give you a sense where we are in the planning schedule, this is really all about kind of gearing up for that abstract close. So right now um, we, we have all of our track leads identified for all the great tracks that we're gonna have at K-Scope. We actually had a kickoff call with those track leads um, where we get them all on a uh, you know web conference and and kind of walk them through all the different things that they have to know whether they are a first time track lead or whether they're a returning one. There's always new things to explain for each case scope that are going to be slightly different each year. And of course, this year, uh, you know, trying to plan a conference during a, a pandemic, there are definitely some things that we have to explain there in terms of our thinking, which over time we will absolutely be sharing with all of you as well. Um, and so that's that's pretty much where we are in the planning cycle. It's like I said, they're they're going to be going out now and and forming their selection committees. So each track lead has a lot of say over who they invite into their team to to do all the reviews of the abstracts and vote on them. Um, and ultimately pick the schedule that's going to, you know, be all the sessions, all the great sessions that you're going to be able to enjoy and attend uh, at K-Scope 21. So they're putting together those selection committees right now. Um, we'll be having kickoff calls where each of those selection committee members gets trained on what to do. We have a, a great uh, Apex application that was developed to help us with managing all of the voting and, and selection process. And so they'll get a little education on how to use that as well. Um, but that is really, you know, sort of what we're focused on right now. There are a few other behind the scenes things that we're doing in terms of, of planning the overall case scope. I'll probably share some of those on um, the, the next podcast episode, uh, which will probably come in, you know, sort of early-ish December. Um, so I'll save some of those awesome tidbits for other things that are coming, um, you know, when, when we get to, to the December timeframe. But what I want to do now is, you know, really focus on abstracts and, and getting those abstract submissions in. And I've brought on two awesome guests that I'm super excited to have on here. So first we have uh, Karen Cannell, who is the vice president of uh, the OD Tug board. Hi, Karen. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Happy to be and here. Then, awesome. Thanks for, for coming on the podcast. And then we have uh, Jackie McElroy, who is our Apex content chair. How you doing, Jackie? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, and, and I wanted to have the both of you on because uh, you two just uh, recorded a very excellent OD Tug webinar uh, a couple days ago. Um, you and uh, a number of other distinguished guests. Um, unfortunately, there were so many distinguished guests that I, I, I didn't want to crowd the podcast here. So, and, and you two are the, uh, you know, sort of OD Tug board and, and conference committee members that were on that webinar. Um, 
but but why don't you know Jackie you were the moderator of it do you want to just kind of give a synopsis of what the webinar was all about and why you had it and you know sort of what the focus was and, and give shout outs to you know your other guests that you had on sure um yeah no that, that was a really fun webinar I thought um what it, it was, was was we just got together some of the um favorite speakers and abstract reviewers of the apex community and um we just had a little chat about abstract submission and presentation preparation. And the reason that we did this was about a month ago, we had kind of a women in Apex webinar. And one of the recurring questions or concerns that a lot of women had was they didn't think they had the confidence to get up and talk in front of their peers. So even if they were an expert in their field, like it didn't matter. Um, and because of that, they're also shy to even submit an abstract to a conference. And if you're not submitting an abstract to a conference, you're obviously not getting accepted. Um, so we just decided like this, a, a group of us, Gemma and Karen, we had a little conversation where we we're like, this doesn't apply just to women. I'm sure there's tons of people out there that are watching and want to want to um, join in on the fun of going to a conference and presenting their cool stuff, but they're just too shy or they don't understand the process. So we got Dimitri Helis, uh, Jorge Rimbles, Francis Mignot, Karen, myself, and Gemma Woods, and we um, had a little chat and we shared kind of some tips on how to submit an abstract, what you should put into it. And then we also went into more presentation stuff on how to get over fears of speaking and all of that kind of stuff. We just had kind of fun with it. So <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it definitely was fun. I, I uh, encourage anyone who is uh, an ODTUG member who has access to the recorded webinars, if you didn't get to catch it live, go back and, and listen to it. It's, it's, uh, in your, you know, log into your, uh, into the ODTUG website and, and you'll find it in there, the, the recordings for all the webinars. Um, I'd go back and listen to it. It was, it was a very, whether you're in the apex community or not, it, it was a very enjoyable conversation amongst a group of speakers who are, you know, very used to speaking and, and very comfortable with each other and know each other well. And, and that always makes for, you know, sort of a fun panel and, and webinar. And, and what I want to do is, is kind of kick off the conversation with, you know, kind of what you focused on there, because I, I felt like you did a really good job at the end of sort of bringing this point home, um, is that if, if you are afraid of speaking, um, you know, one of the things that you can think of, and, and you said this, Jackie, was to sort of take this one step at a time. Um, and that, you know, sort of, submitting the abstract is the the first thing you can't you can't even get to the I'm afraid to stand up in front of a group of people um, until you kind of go you know through the the multiple steps in the process to actually get to that point um, right. and and that first step is is to submit an abstract so do, do you want to dive into a little bit of, of your thought there and Karen feel free to jump in um, you know sort of and, and maybe even relate to your own personal experiences of, of kind of getting over that hurdle of of putting in and presenting for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm terrified of public speaking. Like I have never done it. My first time, I won't say my first time, uh, but my first major presentation um, was at K-Scope in 2018, I think. 
um, maybe 2017. I can't remember. But um, I went to K-Scope the year before and I loved it and I wanted to be part of it. But I was like, I don't think I could ever do this. There's so many people in this room. Like, I, I have no idea. So Jorge Rimbles, actually, I, I was um, a co-worker of his at the time. And he said, you definitely should do this. Um, you'd be great at it. Um, just submit an abstract. Like, find a topic you like and submit an abstract. Don't think about anything else. If you get in, then worry about the rest. So that's exactly what I did. Like, I just put all my energy into the abstract. Um, I, I'm a type A person. So I basically had the presentation completely outlined and like knew what I was going to do before I made the abstract, but that's not a requirement, of course. Um, but it just helped me as a first time person, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to make sure I give hundred percent. So I did that. I had everything but the slides pretty much done. And, and in writing, I had everything out, submitted an abstract and I got accepted to K-Scope, which was the first conference Yay. I ever um, tried to submit to. So after that, then you kind of freak out and you're like, oh gosh, I got accepted. Like now, now what? <laughs> I have to make the presentation and then I have to give it. So um, I put through my slides together. I won't say threw them together. I worked really hard on it, but um, I had a couple of friends go over the slides at a couple different steps in the process. And then I have a local meetup that I am a part of that I have been to. And I, I at that point, I wasn't running the meetup. Now I am part of the um organizers of the meetup but at that point i just kind of watched and i was like hey i have <laughs> i want to practice for you guys is that okay and they said sure and they listened to my talk and it was awesome like i was petrified <laughs> and probably stuttered my way through the entire presentation but at the end they gave me feedback they said like i really like how you do this like you should change xyz it would make it a little bit better and this example should be this and that gave me a boost of confidence. It's like, okay, I did this once <laughs> and I have changes that I can make. And after that, I practice for myself in just reading, you know, my slides and saying them out loud. And then along came K-Scope and I freaked out. Like I probably didn't sleep before the presentation, um, but I got a lot of good advice from peers at the time and they, were Monty Lachalet, he said like excitement and um, fear are really closely related. So just tell yourself that you're really excited instead yeah. of scared. And so I tried to right. do that. And I mean, yeah, you're terrified at first, but after my thing is after about the first minute, maybe two minutes, I'm at ease. And I didn't, you don't know that about yourself until you do it, right? So. Right. I know from now on, I'm going to be terrified for the first two minutes of anything that I'm speaking, and then I'm going to be okay. And yeah. now I know that, but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try. So, right. Which starts so, with the, you yeah, got to put the abstract in. Exactly. Yeah. If I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have got to any of the rest of it. <laughs> so you have to, right. you have to do it one step at a time. Take that step seriously. If you're afraid of that, whatever step it is, if you're afraid of submitting the abstract, Get some people to help you. Like, um, whatever step you need help at of the process, there's people that can help you. And yeah. don't be afraid 
I mean, Terrible. you can be afraid. I'm afraid still, but <laughs> don't let the fear stop you from doing it. Karen, I do you remember the first abstract you put in? Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. It was on Oracle Forms. I think it was on upgrading Oracle Forms. And actually, there were two on Oracle Forms. So I'm dating myself. And, um, but I, I came in a different way because I had volunteered for an abstract review committee um, for an, another conference, another major mm -hmm. conference. And I, I loved doing that. And at that time, not only did we have abstracts, then we had white paper reviews. So now I'm really dating myself. And, and I loved doing that because I got to see how other people were putting abstracts together and what topics. And um, it was really, really interesting. And when it came the next year, the people on my committee said, Karen, where's your abstract? And I, I said, no, 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 no. You guys are the presenters. I'm just, you know, doing the stuff in the background here. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. You need to present. You know some stuff. I, we've been talking to you. We know you're doing that stuff with forms and you've been doing that stuff with um, with uh, actually before SQL developer came out, you could do similar stuff in J developer. And they said, that's a presentation. And so I had these people coach me to submit an abstract. And I was I was scared and I was kind of doing it because they said so, but I had seen all these examples of the abstracts coming through, so I kind of knew what to write. Uh, the organization I worked for at that time was very supportive of submitting abstracts to conferences, and so I was encouraged there. I had people review my abstracts there, and um, and it got accepted. So again, then that's, that's a yes, yay, and then, oh darn. Now I have to do it in front now of you. you have to do it, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now comes the hard but, part, right? Yeah, by the time I got to um, presenting, um, I, I had a community around me, all these people that had helped me with submitting the abstract and my, you know, people at my company that supported me. My boss was actually in my first presentation. And, and so all that support really helped. And and I knew I knew my stuff. And I, if there's anything I can say to anybody out there, um, if you're working and you're solving business problems um, and you've done something successfully, and I think that's all of us. Um, and maybe that something is just a little, you had to figure out this problem. Well, you're probably not the only one in the world that's had to figure out that problem. And it's probably useful to somebody else in the world. That can be an abstract. Um, write it up. Talk to your um, coworkers. If, if um, in some places we don't have coworkers that do exactly what we do, reach out to you know Jackie or myself or um, anyone that was on that abstract submission team. You know, Dimitri, Jorge, Gemma. We're all open books to help other people. Um, you know, get into this process. Every year when we look at, at abstracts, we do our best to bring new speakers in because uh, we have to. That's what keeps our community going. Um, new speakers, new presenters are new, um, new angles on stuff that maybe we hadn't thought of. And um, we, we need that to keep our community alive. So we're always looking for that. And 
you know, for me, it was, I, I was kind of nudged and pushed into it, pushed and pulled. Um, but my message to anyone would be, you know something that nobody else in the world does because you've had to solve that problem in your organization, in your daily work. And if you can help the next person along with that problem, there's a worthy abstract. There's a worthy presentation. And, and yeah. that's... Oh, sorry. Finish up. No, that, that, that's real important that, you, you know, we have to remember we know stuff that nobody else does because we had to do it in-house. So share the wealth. And, and for the Apex community particularly, that's how we work. You know, there are that we, it's a great community of sharing. Awesome. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting. My experience um, was was a little different in that. I I am actually very comfortable getting up in front of a large room of people and talking, but I had never spoken at a conference before. You know, everybody has their first conference presentation that they give, and I had no idea what goes into an abstract. How how do I even know whether I'm you know got I'm smart enough or have have an interesting topic that other people would want to hear? So so let let's actually build on what you were just saying, Karen, and and talk about okay. So so you know whether you're afraid to speak, whether you've never spoken at a conference before, and you you feel intimidated because it, a conference has some sort of mystique that that is intimidating in some way, shape, or form, which is what my experience was. Um, what what do we think goes into a good abstract? I think you know you guys gave some 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 awesome tips uh, on that webinar. What what are your you know sort of favorite Karen? You were just talking about trying to solve a real world problem, Jackie. What what's what's sort of a favorite angle that you come at in terms of uh, you know looking looking at what how how to start from an abstract perspective? Yeah, so mine's a little different. I'm I've always been a, a like a consultant and I've helped a lot of I do a lot of training with people. Yep. Um, and so I, I see that there's a lot of beginner stuff that people miss, right? Um, and I'm, I've been doing Apex for, I don't know, since 2006. So I've been doing it a while, but I'm by no means one of those people that does the crazy out of the box stuff that no one's seen before. And, and I'm not gonna write an abstract about stuff that's gonna be the latest and greatest groundbreaking thing that, no one's seen before that that's not me so stick to what you know i know apex core and i know beginner stuff and i'm really comfortable teaching beginners how to do things so most of my abstracts come from that angle like what is a a, a component in apex that everyone needs to know but is often overlooked or people don't have the proper way to use it so I come at it from that regard and I try to make an abstract for it could be for beginners or advanced people, but that's more cool. To me, it's more core because that's what I do. Um, so like we said um, the other day, Karen, like every, we need topics from beginning to advanced and i'm i always stick more to the advanced side just because that's where i'm comfortable and for me to even give a presentation i have to feel comfortable with the topic right so that's what i know um my first one was like on dynamic actions and that's something i used all the time and 
whenever I helped train people, they always wanted to know about it. So I was like, this is a good thing. Um, there's there's kind of an audience for it. So, and I've done that with each of my presentations going forward. Um, just something basic and core that you can add on or tell more about is great, I think. Yeah, and, and I think what's important too, you know, a lot of, you know, we always say, you know, K-Scope is a very technical conference and we're looking for technical presentations, but but to your point, that doesn't mean we don't want the spectrum of presentations of, of beginner to intermediate to advanced. And one of the things that's really important from a beginner standpoint is that you start to use some of that core functionality in the right way and don't fall into some of the common pitfalls or traps that, that right. people fall into when they're when they're starting with the core of a product and, and they get sort of lured down a weird rabbit hole of, of how to use a piece of functionality. Um, all of us have learned sort of standard best practices and, and you know, this is the, the good solid way to do it. Best, I, I sometimes get a little frustrated with best. There's sometimes not only one way to do something, but right. there's definitely wrong ways to do th things, right? And so, you know, highlighting those and, and, and helping people avoid those pitfalls, I think is, is, is helpful. Yeah, and I think an, another good way to go about it is think of your topic um, if, even if it's a beginner topic, but then you want to make it interesting. Like you don't want to just list like this is the way to do this. And then the next slide is this is the way to do this. I always try to think of a story around it. And then I try to like make it either a real world. Like I think I, I always put names of people like the, this presentation revolves around these two people that are trying to solve this problem. And these are what they did. And this is how, what they ended up with. Like I try mm. to make some story so that it's not just spewing information <laughs> at people um, because most of mine are beginners and there's a lot of information, but at the same time, you don't want it to be boring. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so another point that was made in the webinars, you want to try to avoid things that are sort of too niche. Um, how, how do you know what is too niche? Like if, if I'm someone and I'm thinking, oh, I've got a really good idea about something, how do I, how do I kind of sort of give it as this the too niche test uh, in, in, in my own mind? Do you guys have any tips around that that you can think of in terms of someone trying to, you know, sort of weigh that consideration? Because we do, we do want to be careful that it is a topic that is broadly applicable, right? To, to an audience of people, not just one or two people in the audience. Any any thoughts on on how you give it the sort of two niche test? Yeah, do, does this business problem, does this feature, does this workaround that I had to do to get XYZ to work, would it occur in any other organization? Would it occur in any other business channel? Um, would I, um, could would would this be a plug-in in in order you know could it be reused do i reuse this process myself um or is it really a one of in the world if it's really a one of and i did a really cool thing then um maybe that's not the best the the best topic for a presentation because <laughs> the worst thing in the world is to get accepted and go present and nobody's in your room um, you, you, you need an audience, so you have to consider that factor. And, and then on the other end, you know, there's, there's being too niche, there's being too broad. So um, I do a lot of talks on interactive grids. Um, no way would I say, um, learn the latest and greatest, learn all about interactive grids. Come to this session. 
because I need eight hours, not one hour. And actually, it's 45 minutes. Um, it's not an hour because trust me, those other 15 minutes go and then you need time for questions. So I have to focus on, okay, what, here's a technique for standardizing customizations to interactive grids. Or um, I love this, this one that Jorge does, classic reports, another huge topic, but here's um, customizing report templates to do things you never knew you could do with classic reports. And that it's reusable. Maybe the specific example is not reusable, though the ones he, he does, the ones he shows are reusable, but the technique of customizing a report template to do whatever I need it to do, that's certainly of value and overlooked by a lot of people. You say, oh, classic reports, I don't use those anymore. Well, there's a lot of value there. And, um, so that that's the angle sort of, you know, is, is it niche or is it repeatable? Yeah, I like that. Reuse? So, so Jackie, in the beginning, you mentioned, uh, you know, as you were kind of recounting your first story about how you actually created an outline ahead of time um, before you even put the abstract in. And, and you guys talked about this a little bit in the webinar, so I want to drill into it. You know, what, what, what do you guys think about, you know, sort of the benefits of creating an outline as you create your abstract is, you know, it, it's definitely not necessary. Um, but, but, you know, from your own perspectives, is that how you two work? Um, do you still do that, Jackie? Or, or was that just sort of uh, anxiousness around the sort of first abstract you were putting in and you sort of changed your approach since? How, how, do, you, uh, how, do, you, how do you feel about this, you know, the, the whole outline ahead of time? The outline, like, as an abstract reviewer, I like it to see it when it comes through. Um, but as it's really a tool for me. It depends on the presentation. I don't use it 100% of the time anymore. Um, it was definitely a tool to help me wrap my head around the whole process the first time I did it. Because if I was going to do this, I wanted to know that like, I understood my topic and what I had made a presentation. So now I have more of an idea of, I can do that in my head a bit more than on paper, um, but you still have to convey in your abstract that you know what you're talking about. So sometimes I will write an abstract and it's, you know, an out, or not an abstract, an outline that's, you know, pretty detailed, like I wanna cover X, Y, Z, or these are my learning objectives or, something like that, and it, it's lengthy. And other times I'll write a couple paragraphs instead because I'm not sure exactly how I'm gonna structure the presentation, but I know the points I wanna hit. Um, so as you get more experience, you kind of get better at doing that in your head, I think, at least for me. Um, that The outline really helped me the first couple of abstracts that I did just so that I was confident in my own ability to give a presentation on the topic. Karen, do you do an outline? Yes, I I do. Um, even if it's not a formal outline, I will do the bullets on this is what I want to show and here's the flow. And I still do that before I do the abstract. I do it in in um, writing, wordsmithing my abstract. And I I I start with those bullets, and then I wordsmith it down to a paragraph or two, and then I'm you know what's it 
control F7 to get the thesaurus, to get the right words in there. So I'm not repeating the same word. I, I do all of that, just like I'd be writing a paper. The key thing for me is I tend to pick topics that are too broad. And if I do that outline or even those, those sets of bullets, I'm like, oh, this is way more than an hour now I have to focus. And then I cut it down. And then I have to tailor that something to the, to the conference I'm submitting to. Um, Apex topics, more detailed Apex topics um, are okay at K-Scope, but maybe not at a meetup where we have a wider audience and it's not just Apex um, attendees. So I, you know, is this okay for K-Scope or is this okay for the Boston area general meetup? Um, but that those bullets, that outline helps me. Do I have too much content or do I have the right amount? Um, and then I can say in my abstract, um, I, I plan to cover this, this, and this at this level of detail. And that helps yeah. me also say, is this beginner, intermediate, advanced, or is this covering all? Right. Um, and that, that really helps me that way. So let, let's take a moment because uh, I, I did this last year um, when when Opal was on the podcast because this is something that comes up year over year and I'm glad you guys called it out in the webinar as well. So if you are going to do an outline, um, which is perfectly fine to do, and I think you guys are making good points for for why especially first time presenters could could benefit from having that. There are two fields when you fill out your abstract form on the ODTUG website. There is the session summary for attendees. And there is the notes for review committee. Uh, and it's really important if you're going to include those bullets and, and all that detail of your outline, you want to put that in your notes for review committee field, because that is the field that the abstract selection committee is going to really focus on. Certainly, they want to see what the attendees see, um, but it's it's the notes for the review committee that are going to sort of, you know, help them understand what is the sort of meat of your presentation. Um, and, you know, whether that is, is something that makes a good, good presentation for K-Scope. And, and what, do, what do we say the cardinal sin of abstract submission is with regards to those two fields? Either Just of copy, you? Copy, paste. No. Do not <laughs> copy, paste. <laughs> that you care enough about getting accepted at K-Scope that you tell us the reviewers a little bit more about what you're gonna present on, how you're gonna present it, what level it goes to, and if you have any flexibility and hey, I can tailor this beginner, intermediate, or advanced. This is my preference. That's where you put all that stuff. If you just copy paste, I think, you were in a wicked hurry, you did it at the last minute, and what's your real investment in being a K-Scope speaker? I hate to be harsh that way, but. No, yep, yep, it, we, we all feel that way. Any any of us that have been on a selection committee, um, you know, for some for some people, it's it's sort of an automatic fail right away. Um, and and it really comes down to, and, and I'll hit this point home before, I, I, I wanna make one point first. Uh, before we get to this last thing that I want to uh, talk about, but it, it, you know, to your point, it just shows that you've you've put some effort into it. Um, but before we hit the last topic, because we need to wrap up here, um, I do want to call out this year uh, a particular field on the abstract form that's really important for everybody to be aware of. 
Um, and that is a, would you be willing to give this uh, virtually, uh, this presentation virtually? So this is a field that used to say, would you be willing to give this as a webinar? We changed it to virtually uh, because of the, the sort of state of the world right now. And, and so that is a yes, no dropdown. Um, Please, if you're if you're willing to to give it virtually, please select yes there. Um, take the time to to answer that question. Um, obviously, if you're not, you know, no is okay. But um, you know, we we definitely um, will as as the planning process goes on here, reveal more about uh, you know some of our thoughts with regards to you know where virtual may come into the picture. Um, and so definitely submit that even, you know, even if you think there's a chance you may not be able to attend a live conference for whatever reason, um, select that yes checkbox so that we can consider you for, for future virtual possibilities as well. Um, so what I want to kind of end on was something that uh, the Dimitri called out in the, in the webinar that you guys were given, um, and, and you can each kind of give your own spin on it, uh, because I love what he said with regards to put your heart into it. Um, I think that really uh, showcases the difference between ODTUG presentations and and others. I won't name anyone specifically to pick on anyone else, but do, does that did that resonate with you too in, in the moment that Dimitri said it? Um, because, you know, I think to, to me that really sums it up. Um, do either of you have any yeah, uh, final yeah. comments on that? Absolutely. Uh, like, especially in the Apex community, like our it, like we're speaking, I'm speaking for the Apex community because that's what I know. I'm sure other communities are great as well, but we're full, like it's full of a lot of passionate developers and you can see that in your work, in your, like if it's an abstract, if it's a presentation, you see it come out, you see people, if they're putting their heart into it, they're happy when they're doing something. You could be terrified to present, but you're still gonna shine through that you like what you do and you love what you do. Um, so yes, absolutely. Like I think that is the one of the greatest pieces of advice um, you could get for doing a, a presentation at all. Yeah, definitely. Karen, any I try and parting bring, thoughts. Yeah, um, put my heart into it, and I put me into it. Um, yeah. This is my presentation and my angle, and when I stopped trying to be um and i'll use this because it's a classic example i'm not a rich nemic you know i don't present like rich nemic i'm i'm karen cannell apex developer and this is what i know and this is what i want to share with you and um that comes across um i hope it does <laughs> um but that's you know i i want to bring myself into the presentation and that's putting my heart into it and having yep. practice enough that i'm really comfortable Awesome. Great words to end on. Uh, thank you both for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And to all of the OD Tuggers out there, uh, thanks for listening to this November episode of K-Scope Uncovered. We'll be back in uh, another month or so in December with more planning updates and additional special guests. So until then, thanks everyone. Goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you.